Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. I'm WSB's Clark Howard. From Cobb to Cherokee. Carol to Gwinnett. Fulton to Forsyth. And all the Metro 11. You'll get severe weather. A traffic red alert. Or breaking news. Breaking news immediately. Accurate. From the WSB 24-hour breaking news center. WSB. Depend on it. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. No, gray skies ever turn blue. Welcome to the show and a good Wednesday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 10.08, 8 after 10. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 10 to midnight on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Got a full show for you tonight, including an Ask Me Anything segment. Uh, Lonely Tailgater will join us in the second hour of the program with Blast or Not Blast. And a reminder, tomorrow you can some, come see the show broadcast live. Earlier time, we'll be on from 7 to 9 p.m., from the taste of Alpharetta, Longoria will be out there with me. Little Sanjay, Chuck's gonna stay back here at uh, home base and I'll hold the fort down and suckle Erickson. Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, know, I know where the milk comes from, my friend. I understand. I understand. Uh, but Longoria, Sanjay, and myself will be out at the taste of Alpharetta broadcasting live tomorrow, seven to nine p.m. So if you're out and about, come out and see us. Um, Have you ever been there? Real taste. quick. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Yeah, I, it, I've been to every one of the tastes. Have you, they're great. Yeah, they're taste, lo- I was the taste of Marietta Judge for like six years. Oh, really? Until my body finally shut down. <laughs> Your body, my body was like, you can't try nineteen different types of macaroni and cheese in yeah. one sitting. So yeah, I. I yeah, that'll be doing fun. That. Yeah, it'll be awesome tomorrow. We got a lot of food uh, coupons we can give out and all that good stuff. Uh, I want to start off tonight on the show. It's something we talked about Monday when the story broke. Um, and we have new developments now. It's the Victor Hill situation. And uh, in the last, let's see, when did I get this email? 9.55. So uh, 14 minutes ago, I got an email from the Gwinnett County Police Department, uh, a release. At approximately 5 p.m., the Gwinnett County Police Department obtained a misdemeanor arrest warrant for reckless conduct against Clayton County Sheriff Victor Hill. His attorney was contacted and made aware of the arrest warrant. Sheriff Victor Hill was afforded the opportunity to provide a statement about the incident, but he declined to comment at approximately 7.45 p.m., Sheriff Victor Hill turned himself in at the Gwinnett County Detention Center. He was processed and released on bond at this point. The Gwinnett County District Attorney's Office will be responsible for the final outcome of the case. So that's an email I got at 9.55 from Gwinnett Police. Um, that's the latest development of the story. A misdemeanor warrant has been uh, uh, given to Sheriff Victor Hill. He is out now on bond uh, or bail. I'm not sure the, the difference there, but $2,900 or so on a, a misdemeanor uh, warrant for reckless conduct. So what does this all mean? Joining us now live is WSB legal analyst Ron Carlson. Ron, always a pleasure, my friend. Always a pleasure with you too, Mark. Delighted to be with you tonight. This is a story that has everybody talking, Ron. Sheriff Victor Hill, we know about his past. 
Um, and now his present is is a head scratcher is the way I I summarize this from a legal perspective. Let's walk through this, if you don't mind. Um, so the, the woman quote, allegedly accidentally shot at this home in Gwinnett County. Right. And Victor Hill, Sheriff Victor Hill, was not um, taken into custody at that time. He was not questioned. He uh, used his Miranda rights and left the scene, was uncooperative. And he was able to do that because he is a sitting sheriff. Explain that to me. And, and Mark, it's also worthy to point out, I think, that even though he issued a public statement here, uh, there were no details about it. He expressed regret about the accident, as he described it, but gave absolutely no details. I wonder if Victor Hill would advantage himself by making a fuller disclosure to the public about the facts of the case if there are uh, features that are helpful to him. Why would he not do... Is that under the advisement of attorney that he is claiming up and and not uh, being cooperative? That's unknown at this point, whether he had legal advice by the time the authorities arrived. We do know that he made the... 911 call. Uh, but you recall, Mark, uh, Victor Hill is no stranger to the legal system. He was charged with uh, racketeering and theft, and he was acquitted of those charges in 2013. So he could have had legal advice, or his desire not to speak could have uh, come out of that experience that he previously had with the legal system. Now, what about the uh, the Georgia law where a sitting sheriff can only be arrested by the medical examiner? Explain that to the listeners. Well, the uh, part of the special provisions of Georgia law that are protective, protective of law enforcement uh, require that there be a warrant only issued by a judge of uh, superior court, state court, or probate court if you're going to take a sheriff into custody. And some of these protective provisions, including the one you mentioned, Mark, uh, grow out of uh, circumstances where, uh, as often occurs, somebody gets very angry, very mad at a law enforcement official. Uh, We see that all the time, and it makes it much more difficult to go and swear out a complaint and get a a criminal arrest brought against a law enforcement person. All right, let's fast forward to today, um, where a misdemeanor arrest warrant was issued for reckless conduct. Um, Talk about that charge, uh, reckless conduct. That's pretty broad, isn't it? You bet, Mark. Uh, We've not seen the paperwork on this yet, but the reports are... Misdemeanor reckless conduct is the charge. That means the person acted recklessly more than just ordinary negligence in causing harm or injury to another person. But I want to emphasize, Mark, this is a preliminary charge. This is the first charge that was filed here. Uh, If something terrible happens and, say, this victim expires, that charge can be upgraded, perhaps to manslaughter. And uh, these abdominal wounds, they're very iffy. Sometimes the person recovers. We hope this lady does. Sometimes they linger for, say, a week. I've seen cases like that. And then the person expires. Remember, Jack Ruby inflicted a stomach wound on Lee Harvey Oswald. WSB legal analyst Ron Carlson joining us, trying to break down the latest developments in the Victor Hill case. Uh, so this this email I got from the Gwinnett Police, Ron, saying at this point the Gwinnett County District's Attorney Office will be responsible for the final outcome of the case. Uh, do we expect to hear from Danny Porter next? Is that the next step here? 
I think we'll hear from Danny Porter. He's usually very good about uh, providing details on his investigation and where it's going. Now, there was a lot of public pressure, Mark, uh, on the Gwinnett authorities to avoid the appearance of a cover-up for a brother officer here. People were wondering, you know, doesn't doesn't this individual have to be charged? Because after after all, the woman was seriously injured in the shooting. Uh, but I think in this case, it's probably good to go slow, to go with this misdemeanor charge first. Uh, right now, we do not have her side of the story. You know, she's critical, unable, apparently, the authorities have told us in the most recent reports, to give her side. So we want to hear that uh, before things get more serious. And apparently Victor Hill made a 911 call, but we are not yet privy to the audio there. Uh, the authorities saying they don't want to release that tape yet to compromise the investigation. Does that make sense to you? Well, and that's very interesting because uh, I believe it was in the Peachtree City case, uh, the case of the police chief who has now been indicted over a, a claimed accidental shooting of his wife, uh, that that 911 tape came out fairly rapidly. I would hope the Gwinnett authorities would rethink their position and release that, Mark. Uh, I believe in the First Amendment. Now, Victor Hill released a statement saying that he, uh, you know, wishing well for the, the the female victim and she was dear to him. That's the direct quote, dear to him. Uh, but I have heard through back channels that he has not uh, made an attempt to visit her at the hospital. Um, that that also may be under legal advisement not to, to go to see the victim, or can he? Is he allowed to? Oh, that, that could be. Uh, you know, I doubt the Gwinnett authorities, they might accompany him, but I doubt they would be uh, preventing him from going in to seeing her. Uh, what I understand is her health condition does not permit that. It's very interesting. He has done some reaching out, apparently, to the family. Uh, the father, I believe, reported that he had heard from Victor Hill. And, Mark, uh, you may have been interested to see that the father has made some very charitable remarks about Victor Hill, calling this, uh, taking Victor's perspective on it, calling this an unfortunate accident. Interesting. Uh, WSB legal analyst Ron Carlson joining us here talking about um, what I'm calling the curious case of Victor Hill. Uh, what's what's the next step do you think we'll hear from authorities or, or from Victor Hill? He's out on bond now. Um, what can we expect the, the next development to be, do you well, think? Well, uh, Mark, those, those are good questions. There could be a couple of developments. Uh, he will have to come in and answer the misdemeanor charge as the case moves along. Then, of course, there could be the possibility, depending on what the victim has to say, of a civil suit brought on her behalf for injuries uh, against Victor uh, away from the criminal context, but through the civil courts. So that, that's a possibility here. Do you think um, he will be, uh, you know, because he is facing a charge here, a misdemeanor charge, does this impact his duties as sheriff um, will we see him take a leave of absence? Will we be asked to take a leave, a leave of absence, anything like that? That's uncertain at this point. And, of course, uh, on some of these cases where the person is indicted on a more serious charge, the governor has a role to play and can step in uh, after uh, uh, appointing a committee to look at the case and then uh, getting their recommendation can suspend the public officer. 
a uh, little less certain on that with a misdemeanor charge. Uh, I would guess that given Victor Hill's history, he will maintain his place in public office, but that's just, uh, and, and, and continue to, to run the sheriff's office, but that at this point is, is speculation on my part, Mark. So, so really the only person that could make a judgment on this uh, would be the governor? Well, yes, and Victor Hill himself. Well, that, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's not going to happen, Ron. All right, WSB legal analyst Ron Carlson. Ron, thank you so much for your expertise, as always, my friend. Very good, Mark. Great to be with you. Thanks a lot, Ron. Um, I want to know what you think about this. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, Victor Hill arrested today, misdemeanor count of uh, reckless endangerment. I forgot the exact wording there. I'll reread the press release again. Um, I'd like to know what your thoughts on that. And I know we've got a ton of law enforcement folks listening to the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can call anonymously. You use a fake name. What's the law enforcement community think about this? I'm very curious about that. What's the average Joe or Jane think? And what do the folks in law enforcement think about this case? Because I think we might be surprised to hear both sides of the story. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter, at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. This is The Mark Arum Show. Take a flick if you get a chance, get that close. Cause I get that dog. Be with me. Enemies come sleep with me for breakfast. Guaranteed to eat this toast. I'm reckless. Mark Arum on 95.5 and AM 750. WSB. 1025 discussing the curious case of Victor Hill, Kevin in Atlanta joins us. Very curious to see what the law enforcement community, my friends, think about this. Kevin, what's what's the uh, back talk uh, with the law enforcement community on this situation? Well, the main thing is, is the uh, curiosity and practice and police tactics are handling that weapon outside of a controlled or a range environment. I mean, the, the bottom line is the question. Why was your weapon out of his holster? Mm-hmm. Number two, your guest had a lot of insight. However, I think that this misdemeanor charge might be a precursor of uh, a felony, which is violation of oath of office. The only stipulation involved in that with law enforcement is that a crime has to have been committed. Mm-hmm. So if it's even a misdemeanor that he's convicted on, they'll turn around and hit him with a felony. Another thing that he forgot was they interviewed Mr. Vance with Post. If Mr. Vance decides to revoke his certification, I believe it's within 30 days, they're going to have to have a special election because he'll be removed from office as sheriff. I just think that this is just a precursor of, you know, a bomb to be dropped. Because, sure. Right? So they, yeah, just, they wanted to just get something on paper now. Because if law enforcement is even convicted of a misdemeanor, then they'll turn around and throw a felony at you, which is a violation of oath of office. Oath of office. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it, it, I, I just I don't think that uh, Danny is going to go easy with this, and it's, it's, it's like mind-boggling. You know, your weapon out, and I noticed on the news, he said shots, as in plural. Multiple, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, is that an accident? The only way a Glock fires is if you pull the trigger. Exactly. Let me. So behind the scenes, what are what are you and your fellow officers? Are you guys talking about this? Is this like a hot topic? Well, it, it's a hot topic, and the consensus is that basically he's screwed. Yeah. You know, they, there is no, you know, Teflon Don or sliding out of this. I mean, it, you can't really explain it. Interesting, Kevin. And, I, I'll go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I just think that also with the officials such as Mr. Vance and Governor Deal, I think that after the 
first thing that they're basically probably tired of dealing with. You know, everybody isn't wrong about a single individual. Indeed, indeed. Kevin, I really do appreciate the insight. we got a roll for news, weather, and traffic. We'll come back. Um, your thoughts on the Victor Hill case. I'd love to hear from some more folks, my friends in law enforcement as well. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter, at Mark Arum, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. This is The Mark Arum Show. Ten years in a trade is not enough, you can't cut it. I let you take a swing and you're butted for an easy out. I leave him deep without. I'm WSB's Mark Arum. Depend on the WSB Breaking News Center for immediate, for immediate breaking news, severe weather alerts, or a traffic red alert whenever and wherever they strike. Immediately accurate WSB. Depend on it. Four out of five dentists recommend The Mark Arum Show. Welcome back to the show. 1034, 26 in front of 11. Breaking news. That's the earliest Jennifer's ever gotten out of a newscast in the 12 years she's been doing news here at WSB. Luckily, I was back in time to uh, take over. Uh, coming up next hour, Lonely Tailgater join us with Blessed or Not Blessed. We'll do an AMA as well, but we continue our discussion of the curious case of Victor Hill. We heard from WSB legal analyst Ron Carlson. I, I would love to hear from... Uh, just average folks and some of my friends out in law enforcement. I'm curious to know what you guys and gals are talking about behind the scenes uh, to each other about this case. Uh, the latest development, uh, Jovita Moore joins me in studio from Channel 2 Action News. Um, obviously, you guys are going to cover that uh, at the night beat at 11. But uh, misdemeanor arrest warrant for reckless conduct against Clayton County Sheriff Victor Hill. And you have, you guys obtained the video of him being processed. And I just tweeted that out to folks if you want to take a look at that. Um, this is a weird situation, Jovita. Yeah, it is strange, right? So he did. He booked him. Uh, he turned himself into mm -hmm. the jail in Gwinnett County this evening and was there just about, you know, 35 minutes, the whole thing. He just kind of walked in. He got patted down, as you see in the video. Um, and they took his mugshot, and he posted bond, and he pretty much left, and he left without comment. He didn't say anything to the reporters waiting outside for him. So um, now this begins the process, but, yeah, it's a misdemeanor, reckless conduct charge, and uh, the woman is still in the hospital in Gwinnett County. And, and still in critical condition, do we yeah. know? Mm -hmm. Last uh, we heard, yeah. So before you came down, we had a, a law enforcement officer uh, bring up the possibility if he's con uh, convicted of a misdemeanor, they can then turn around and charge him with a felony for derelict of duty as the a sheriff. Okay. Um, and, and he seems to think that's where this might go. What what do we think the next step might be in this case? Do we have any idea? N not yet. I mean, we'll wait and see what happens tomorrow. You know, they, the police announced yesterday, I believe it was, that the evidence at the scene and what Victor Hill told them did not match up. Mm -hmm. So you would expect that possibly, you know, what your caller said could be possible that more charges will come after this. Um, and maybe this was just a way of kind of getting him through the door and getting the process started um, and holding him accountable. Mm -hmm. I get to a certain degree. Um, so we're going to wait and work on it tomorrow and see what else, you know, we can decipher sure. as this all kinds of shake, all kinds of uh, shakes out tomorrow. The email I got from the Gwinnett police this evening um, tells me that the uh, DA's office is now going to be responsible. 
Danny Porter, not uh, one known to mess around. Yeah. Um, it'll be in his court, and uh, and I'm sure he's gonna you know do due diligence on this and and see where it takes him. But uh, it's just a, a weird, I mean, tragic story because this poor woman is is in the hospital in critical condition. But right. Just a strange, strange story. It is strange. I mean, we you know uh, people have been asking questions all week. You know, why did he have his gun out? Why was it not holstered? Yeah. You know, what are you doing in a model home that your gun would would be you know in play sure um and then how did she get shot you know so there are so many questions and he left you know on sunday he, right he left i mean he made the 911 call and i think once police arrived he left the scene so it's all very interesting and um so you know we're waiting to get and everyone's praying for her we want her to recover and be healthy and tell um, us what happened and then also <laughs> yeah. yeah be able to tell what happened in that in that model house on sunday so what else we got coming up on the night beat buddy um, that's a big thing. You know, we had uh, breaking news this afternoon when we thought that a girl had been, a, had been kidnapped because mm -hmm. she hadn't been seen since Friday. Well, someone saw her on our news and then noticed this girl in JCPenney right next to them. And <laughs> it turned well, hold out on, it was hold on. There's still a thing called JCPenney? Yeah, yeah. That's right, the breaking I news. I know. Did, I was I thinking the, the same thing. Like, There's JCPenney, really? <laughs> JCPenney still exists down in McDonough. Okay. Yes, down I in love JCPenney. Yeah, that's I know. Nice. It's a nice place, right? <laughs> this is breaking news. Where is I used to, that's why my mom would take me for school clothes, JCPenney, every It year. has great stuff. Yeah. I used to remember like their white sale. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to but, always go there. Yeah, right. so she was there, and apparently she made the whole thing up. Wow. So we're trying to get some more information as to why she would have done that. Okay. We also talked to a family from the North Metro area, like Alpha. Ferretta, who they were driving back from Savannah and just some projectile came through their car. I which, saw you that. Know, yeah, which yeah. is just, I mean, I think it's its one of our fears driving around. It's like you just never know what's going to come from. They think it was a bullet, a bullet though. Yeah. They think something was fired at and their car. And it just car. missed the daughter, right? Just missed the daughter in the back seat and went out the back window and shattered the window. That's crazy. It is crazy. So um, we're talking with them about that. And then, you know, this sort of thing happens every time, uh, every year around this time. Kids find out that Maybe they won't be able to graduate. Maybe they won't be able to walk across the stage. Maybe they won't be able to get an actual diploma in that box um, because of something that, that happened at school. That yeah, was me. that it would was be you. In high school. Yeah. <laughs> Did you not pay something or do something or? So here's so high school graduation. Mm -hmm. My dad uh -huh. is the superintendent of schools. Yeah. <laughs> My dad is giving the benediction at the graduation. Yes. And the day of the graduation, I didn't know I was going to graduate because <laughs> I had failed photography class. Seriously? Like my GPA was like 90. I was right. a good student. Right. But I got a 40 in photography and the, I wasn't sure they're going to let me graduate or not. How did you get a 40 in photography? Like not develop your film or something? So in photography, it was like one, like a, a minor class I had just had to fill out and take, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So we're responsible to buy our own photography paper uh -huh. to print out our photography. And uh -huh. it's, that's expensive, or right. it was back in the day. It was like right. $50 for- But your dad's the superintendent, correct, Mark. Correct. <laughs> so this girl in my class opens my photography paper in the in the light, oh. which ruins it. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not paying $50 more <laughs> to get more photography Didn't paper. Didn't you work like at Carvel or something by no, this point? No, I was a division one athlete. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> they were laughing at me. <laughs> I, didn't, I was then, working for a newspaper. Then the boosters should have been paying yeah. for your photography, and I'm like, for I your told printer the photography paper. teacher, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not paying 50 bucks. I don't have $50. To, so he failed me, but I still graduated. Wow. Can you imagine? My dad's giving the speech and I That's, almost 
hilarious. And you're like, not there. Um, but there were some kids who uh, abruptly found, parents abruptly found out today by a text message. So those parents are not happy. Yeah. Don't send me a text message telling me my child kids may not graduate gonna, yeah. next week because of some unpaid fine at yeah. school. So it happens, this sort of thing happens every year, but we're talking to these parents who were just furious when they found out today. Well, if you want to come down and interview me, I can give a hand account <laughs> right. on how that happened to me. All right, cool. Good stuff coming up on the night beat at 11. Thank you. All right, Jovita Moore on Twitter at Jovita Moore. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Your thoughts on the curious case of Victor Hill. Deborah's in Marietta. Deborah, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Yes, um, I uh, uh, have a theory. I just think it's very odd that you have someone from Clayton County going up to see a, a woman in a uh, at a a model home. As a man, let me let me jump in there for a second, Deborah. As a man, there's not much uh, geographically we won't do to see a woman. I'm just throwing it out there. The fact that he is from Clayton and she was in Gwinnett, that's that's uh, stone's throw. I know, but what I'm saying is, it's got to be an affair. I mean, and it's gone wrong. That that's the first thing that came to my mind when I heard this story. Is that the, there's an affair going on? There. Is he married, Chuck? Find out if Victor Hill's married. I don't think he is. I think he's single. Um, so well, either way, a tryst, a tryst. You know, yeah. He's saying that she's a close friend. Yeah. What What's well, interesting though is the father. As we heard from Ron Carlson, the father is, you know, kind of sticking up for Victor Hill, saying that, you know, they're close friends or whatever. So Uh, there might be something uh, involved between those two for sure. I mean, I think that's, you know, the first logical step that we all thought of. But um, it could be he doesn't want to believe the worst either. Yeah. But but even if they're having an affair, why do you have your gun out? Like what that makes? I just don't get it. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it was that. I think it was. I think something went wrong. I think they were having an argument. We'll see. We'll see. Thanks for the call and the theory, Deborah. Mark's in Mayretta. Mark, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, how are you doing? How are you, brother? Now, I was a law enforcement, but I served on active duty in the Marine Corps Infantry from 1995 to 1999. And then, of course, I've been a firearms owner since 2001. I have never accidentally discharged that weapon. In fact, I was taught when I was in the Marine Corps, that there is no such thing as an accidental shooting. Mm-hmm. And there's actually four safety rules that if you follow, you're never going to have an accidental shooting. And believe it or not, uh, you know, you're going to go a long time. I mean, yeah, you're never going to have an accidental shooting. That's number one, treat every weapon as if it were loaded. Mark, I'm, I'm going to put you on hold for a second. We're getting some weird, funky interference. Um, I think the Jiffy Pop line's not turned to a wobble That line. was weird. Yeah, it was a weird. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll check back with Mark in a second. Marco and Lilburn. Marco. Hey, what's going on, Mark? What's up, buddy? Oh, we're getting some. What the heck Yeah, there's definitely here? something going on. You know, uh, innocent people don't do no. things like that. It was just like OJ running down the interstate with a gun to his head saying he don't deserve to live. You know, if you were innocent, you would just say, hey, this is what happened. But you meet somebody at some model home, so I think yeah, something was going on, and uh, yeah, or she I, had something on him. And I just think I'm going to let you go too, Marco. We're uh, shocking. The phones are are jacked up. Um, what what I don't understand if it is an accident, okay, and it's this is all just a horrible, horrible accident. Why don't you cooperate with the authorities? Yeah, I would have said something like right off the bat. Yeah, like whatever, whatever. You, if all right, so Chuck, you're a gun guy. Yeah. If you accidentally shoot hot neighbor, mm-hmm. 
um, you're going to, you know, be cooperative with the police. You're going to say, here's exactly what happened. Oh, I'd be cooperative, but I'm not going to, mm-mm. No, it's one of the first things they teach you when you when you go through uh, conceal and carry classes yeah. is the proper way to deal with police procedures if you were to shoot somebody, accidental or otherwise, and tell them the whole story right away is not... Well, not the whole the, story, but not, I mean, you don't leave the scene and... No, you know, I, there's lots of stuff he did wrong, but... And you cooperate, but you don't because any obviously anything you say can but will the, be no, used the, against you. Yeah, the, the the first thing they tell you is you you, you tell them what you tell them that somebody's been shot. You call nine one one when the police get there. You um, tell them you need a lawyer, mm-hmm. and you tell them you need to see a doctor. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. <laughs> get rid of it. Yes. Don't trust the <laughs> See a doctor and get rid but of it. But no, his, his, the way he handled it is very odd. Yeah. Very uh, odd. As, as a law enforcement official, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just, I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Sure, there's there's certain procedures you want to do. Yeah. But I think careful. you'd want to be somewhat cooperative. Especially when you're in his position. Yeah. Because everybody, like if it were you and I, no one would really look at it like as cockeyed as with this guy and his history yes exactly in the position he holds it's all very strange can you find out if he's single or not yes thank you buddy let's go back to mark and marietta mark you there buddy yeah i'm here all right can you hear me better yeah it feels it sounds better now buddy go ahead yeah i'm not law enforcement but i was in the marine corps i was on active duty in the infantry from 95 to 99 and then i've been a firearms owner since 2001 so what what you said there's four things There's four uh, safety rules. Okay. Uh, This is drilled in your head when you're in the Marine Corps. And I I don't know why you would have somebody in law enforcement unless they have, they probably have much uh, lower standards than than we do in the Marine Corps. But either way, these are good, these are pretty common safety rules. Uh, The the acronym, remember, is treat, never, keep, keep. Number one is treat everyone as if it were loaded. Number two is never point your weapon at anything you don't intend to shoot. Number three is. You know, keep your weapon on safe until you tend to fire. Number four is keep your finger straight and off the trigger and tend to fire. And if you follow those four rules, you are never going to have an a- Well, there is no such thing as an accidental shooting. Mm-hmm. There are only purpose, purposeful shootings. And that's just it. If you follow basic safety rules... Then you'll never have an accidental shooting. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate it, buddy. Nancy's in, uh, I'm assuming, Smyrna. Hello, Nance. Hi, how are you? Excellent. What's going on, buddy? Well, I automatically, immediately thought, and I'm sorry, but it's my cop's mind thinking. Mm -hmm. First of all, um, let me say, if you want to just hurt somebody uh, or really make them suffer before they... The worst place you can shoot them is gut shot. And secondly, um, was, uh, was she pregnant? Oh, wow. You think? Uh, this is what I was thinking. This is what ran through my mind immediately. Uh-huh. And besides which, he's not the most honorable person in the world. He has he has a lot of problems. He reminds me of Obama. He's narcissistic. He's never wrong. Okay. That's why he had so much, you know, that's, that's why he had such a fight uh, a couple of years ago. Well, he's definitely he's definitely had an interesting history uh in in the spotlight for sure. Right, this is all ifs. I mean, I'm not. I, I don't know anything. <laughs> I understand. But th- th- this is just what my mind was uh, coming up with. I I, mentioned, I I think it's interesting that he, I mean, no one's even thought of the idea that she might have been pregnant. That would be a whole other layer of. Well, why else would he shoot her in the stomach? Why would he shoot her? Period. Though I, that's what I don't I, get. If you shot her and shot her dead, 
then, you know, they probably wouldn't do an autopsy. Gotcha. Nance, I got to roll. Always a pleasure, my dear. Okay. Take care. Uh, we're going to come back. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Your thoughts on the curious case of Victor Hill. And I'd love to hear from some of my friends in law enforcement what you guys and gals are saying behind the scenes about this case. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. With the slow mo, heard me in the 80s. JV's on the promo, and I never end the quest to get the paper on the caper. But now, let me take it to the queen side. I'm taking it to Brooklyn side. All the residential questions who invade the air. Hold up for a second, son, cause we almost there. You could be a black man or lose all your soul. You could be white and blue, but don't prep the road. See- Mark Aram on 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back to the show. 1053, 7 in front of 11. Mark Aram at your beck and call till midnight. Curious case of Victor Hill. Calls continue. Chuck, I don't have a uh, name on line three, my friend. Who is on line three? Sorry, what was that? Line three? Yeah. Jay. Jay joins us on the Mark Aram show. Hello, Jay. Hey, how you doing, buddy? What's going on, brother? Not much. Um, I kind of got an interesting story. I'm a little ashamed to say it, but um, I was locked up in Clayton County when Victor Hill, when he was a sheriff, when he was doing his thing, and that is, he is the most egotistical man in the world. You have to fold your toilet paper in a V so that when he walks by, he sees the V in the toilet paper in your room when they come through. Like when he comes through in the hallways, you have to turn around and face the wall like you can't speak to him. He rides around the jail in, like, this little golf cart that says boss man on it, paid for by the taxpayers. I do not believe one second that that shooting was accidental whatsoever. Let's go back to, the, let's go back to the toilet paper, Jay. So you had, a, you had a toilet in your cell? Yes, sir. I appreciate the call, Jay. Had to dump you there, but uh, so in case you missed it, Jay said the toilet paper was rough, like John Wayne. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Lord loves a working man. Don't trust Whitey. See a doctor and get rid of it. Manville Johnson joins us in Athens. Manville, what's going on, buddy? Hey, hey, what's going on, you guys? What do you think of this Victor Hill story? You know, I haven't really been listening that much besides, you know, when I listen to stuff on the radio and even, you know, when you guys were talking about it. But the thing of it is, to me, I'm trying to figure out, okay, everybody's saying, you know, whether he have the gun out and all that stuff. But didn't this happen sometime before with another guy that uh, another sheriff shot his wife in bed? Yeah, not too long ago. Yeah, and I mean, it's like, okay, what are you doing with a gun in bed? I yeah. Mean, yeah, that, that, I mean, that's one of the strangest things, and a lot of people talk about incidental shootings and all that stuff, and, they, and the one guy that called in said he didn't believe in it, but I done had this scene where uh, a kid in you know, got a hold of a gun and accidentally shot somebody. And, I mean, that's, you you really thinking that the kid was trying to shoot somebody? So, I mean, what do you call that? I, you know? I, yeah, I understand. I, I don't, I mean, I'm just curious to see how uh, the DA is going to handle this now. It's going to be, it's going to be really, really interesting. I'm probably going to try to get a hold of the, the news and uh, watch it a little bit more, but like I said, I haven't been watching too much of. But you know, a lot of this has been going on as far as like 
you know, elected officials and stuff like this. Yeah. Doing See, here's the difference, stuff. too. If this was, let's just say this was, thanks for the call, Manville. Let's say this was Bob Johnson, sheriff in Forsyth County, with no criminal past, no history. We're treating this case a little bit differently. Oh, yeah, definitely. What, what Victor Hill's past is makes this a different story. If this was Bob Johnson, you know, law-abiding sheriff in, in Pickens County, and this happens, you know, we, we like the guy that shot his wife in bed. We actually, like, gave him the benefit of the doubt. Oh, yeah, I but, forgot about that. Yeah, right. but with Victor Hill, it's like, whoa, all right, Victor Hill, what the hell's going on again? Uh, Regina's in Decatur. Regina, you're on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, I I just wanted to kind of piggyback on on a couple of people who jump called. Jump on my piggyback. Well, first of all, I don't understand. It, to me, it sounds as if you all have already just made him guilty mm-hmm. because of his past. Mm-hmm. He's already been judged and found guilty. And and another thing that concerns no, he's me not been found Janet guilty. Now, he's been charged. He's charged yeah, with a crime but now. But the way, but the way your callers are calling in, and the way that you all are conducting this uh, tonight, it sounds as if you all have already made up your mind that Victor is guilty because of supposedly his past. And what concerns me also is that this is in Gwinnett County. Now, uh, somebody called earlier and was talking about the sheriff out there in Peachtree City. Mm-hmm. Well, that was quiet. It was all hush-hush under the rug. And the GBI, I think, handled that. So why didn't they handle this in Gwinnett County? Why didn't they give it to the GBI? Why, why are they handling it? Why would the GBI need to handle this? Well, why did they, why did they turn it over in uh, Peachtree City? Because that was, that was where it happened. And that you know you can't have the sheriff investigate himself. You know that's this is good at county. This is different than Clayton County where he lives. So they they are more than welcome to investigate their own crime. And I'm sure DA Danny Porter is going to do it. We're not. I'm not saying he's guilty, but yeah, you have to that. you have to consider his past and and his actions since uh, and the and the circumstances around this. It, it makes no sense. All right, we got to run more of your calls next. This is the Mark Aram Show. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.